Hey, welcome back. It's Tuesday, and you are at the Airport Minute, where each and every day, Monday through Friday, we talk about the greatest disaster movie ever made, the 1970 Universal Pictures Airport. I am one of your hosts, Jim O'Kane of TVDad.com. And I am host number two, Mark Cerulli of CovertOps.tv. And once again, uh, we are flying uh, solo in the uh, cockpit. We are yes, we are doing this without uh without any kind Guest of guest uh, free, no yeah, safety no, net, no safety net. Just you and me, buddy. So yep. we are, and we are just in the thick of it as uh, everybody's getting ready to get that plane off the ground finally. Well, hopefully, but we got to wait for Ada to get on the plane, and uh, she's she's working her little grift uh, right there with the uh, at the opening here of the scene. The two first class passengers, Mr. and Mrs. Donovan, uh, who. Are, I guess they make their money as professional character actors that you try to forget about. And, well, uh, you know, they're just itching to go on board and join the Mile High Club. <laughs> well, any man wearing a fedora like that, you know, yeah, he, yeah. he means business. <laughs> but, you know, it's funny. You, you look at hit that hat, which screams wealth and privilege, and then you look at Guerrero's hat, which just looks, you know, screams yeah, tourist like, uh, bomber. It screams, it screams, oh, that's where I sat on it. Yeah. yeah. It's, uh, it's just rough. <laughs> But he actually it's a really tiny hat, I think. You know, usually the fedoras are a little bit bigger, but that guy has kind of a, a rather uh, subdued, right. petite hat. Um, so, but they get interrupted rudely by uh, uh, Ada, who's pulling her, uh, you know, wave the wave the men's wallet at the gate agent. Mm-hmm. So she gets and she waves the wallet, and he waves her on board. Get out of the way of my first class, folks. Right. Right. And uh, off she goes past that pile of extras. It's uh, interesting. It's kind of like watching uh, Clark Kent turn into Superman when he does that thing with his shoulders. She gets to the, she gets to the gate, takes a little side look down the jetway, and then her whole expression, her mm-hmm. that just fantastic acting there. She just goes from being the, the worried yeah. worried mother to uh, I'm on board. Crafty, and then she just walks down. Yep. Yeah, her and that little pom pom just marches down. The, there she uh, is. The Ada Quonset theme playing in the background, merrily. It's like, yeah. And you root for her. I mean, gosh, she is... You, you want to be Ada Quonset. You want to be able to pull that off with such nonchalance. She's like... She's in a whole different world. I love the, uh, the, the angle uh, through the beveled glass. Oh, yeah, yeah. She's scoping great, everything out. Great little scene. I wonder... You know, did they come across? Did they come across this early? Was that built into the? You know, when when they were building the set, say, you know what looked good if you had Helen Hayes just kind of poke her eye out there. I think this might have been a last minute thing that uh, the cinematographer probably looked at it and said, you know what mm. looks cool, and it it works very well for the character. I mean, she just yep. little scene. Nobody notices her. Nobody's even looking her way. She uh she looks down the down the aisleway and she's scoping out where she's gonna land and she knows. Like any good non-rev, she knows that uh, the B seats are always clear. And mm. she spots that first one right there. You see uh, Marilyn Munster, Pat Priest, that uh, that little blonde uh, at the left side of the screen. And then right in front of her, there's a B seat that's empty uh, between Van Heflin and the back of Whit Bissell's head. So uh, we're going to go down and have her park her in amidst the uh, character actors uh, real soon. But uh, she can't do it right now because the... Uh, the stewardesses are still checking tickets and getting people settled in. Right, okay. So, yeah, I wondered why she made a beeline for the bathroom. Yeah, so she just Unless doubles... she had some personal business she had to take care of. She doubles back and goes for the only working door. We know that that door's going to be used a little bit later for different purposes. 
Right. But uh, she gets in there on the starboard uh, head and uh, slams the door shut, and the music just kind of peters out. And we go to uh, where we know we're back in the uh, well. I, it's a cafeteria. It's not a not a buffet cafeteria though. It's, it looks like they're all getting served here. So Lloyd and uh, Lloyd Nolan and uh, Gene Seberg are just having coffee, but uh, Mel is chowing down on dinner big time. Mm-hmm. What does it look like? He's got some. I think he's got some lemon slices there. So I'm guessing it's fish. Again, another another scene that kind of highlights my idea that this is a Friday night. <laughs> I think they're just. It's a Friday night, and I think it's January sixteenth, nineteen seventy. That's that's wow. my, my closest date that I can figure on. When was the release date for this? March nineteen seventy. Oh wow! So, wow. Uh, Really? And they could edit it that quickly? I mean, that was back in the old days where there was no Avid or anything. Oh, no, no. I mean, digitized. I think, I'm not saying the, the shooting date. I'm thinking the, right. the date that they're using the in date. the script. Ah, I, I think the date in the script, it. yeah. Oh, okay. And they have that nice matching shot. They're trying to, you know, they're trying to move your eyeball to the, to the action. So they run that little extra dressed up as a waitress running. Yeah, with a, like, with a like bowl of four, salad. Four plates of salad there and right. <laughs> running it on through. Uh and then there he is. Uh, he doesn't want to eat at home. He'd no. rather eat in the cafeteria no, with Lloyd Nolan. I can't blame him. Well, yeah, he could have been at that, uh, whatever that affair that he was going to go to that he was wearing the tux. Right. So no rubber chicken for him. He's gone for the... Uh, what do you call it? Your wing dings? Yeah, wing dings. <laughs> <laughs> looks, like he's, yeah, he looks like he's having uh, fish sticks or something and a baked potato. So. Yeah, life is good. Yeah, well, life is really good for all those folks working behind him. Look, at, I count forty-two extras in the in the scene. Forty-two people just wandering around. So that's uh, each one got a check and a nice meal from Craft Services. Yeah, <laughs> and Hollywood Immortality. Wow, yeah. There's there's Grandpa. He's way in the back. He's got yeah. a white jacket on. He's serving uh, yeah. bottles of water to all these guys. Yeah, th- these people are probably all in other movies, and they just like kind of. Cattle called them right in, and hey, you sit mm. down here, put this on, and off they go. Got a, a rack of uh, winter coats. Um, they were probably shooting this late fall in Los Angeles, so <laughs> it's been pretty brutal on the. Uh, uh, well, they do have AC. They did have AC back then in the studios just to keep the the lights cool. So it's uh, you know it was just fascinating to see that many people. They had to wrangle in and get them to to do the scene. They probably what rehearsed this once and. Did it tw- this is probably one of those scenes where Gene Seberg was like, I didn't like that. Let's do it another way. Yeah, sure. Right. Yeah. And I'm <laughs> sure the, the AD, do not approach Mr. Lancaster under any circumstances. Yeah, yeah. Leave Lloyd Nolan alone. Yeah. Uh, although Lloyd Nolan probably knew everybody there. I mean, they, they probably worked at Universal Studio so many times. He knew, you know, the, the guy that ran the craft services table. It's like everybody said, oh, you know what? Nolan really likes shrimp cocktail. Get some shrimp mm-hmm. cocktail in here. But, uh, yeah, no, a fascinating little little scene. Um, so we're just, it, you know, this this all feels like they're they're pulling back the uh, the bow. They're getting ready to to shoot things off. Um, <laughs> now, yeah, I just Lloyd Nolan is in the middle of this story. I mean, we're just kind of jumping in, and he's trying to explain why uh, that guy that passed him to try to hand him the ticket uh, in the last yeah. minute. Why that was freaking him out? Why it was so weird that he couldn't drop it? He's got this, uh, you know, he's got an eye for crooks and and bad people. Now, right, right, yeah. Although, yeah, 
See, there's a, this alternate universe thing that we've been discussing where Lloyd Nolan's in with uh, uh, Jesse Royce Landis and Helen Hayes on, on building up a massive smuggling empire, and he's just using this guy as a feint to get them uh, distracted enough to not notice Ada getting back on the plane. Although this wouldn't mm. fit in exactly with the rest of that. Ah, well. So, anyway. <laughs> it's, uh, I know we're picking at, picking at thin threads here, but it's, the action's coming That's what this soon. is for. This, yeah, this, this is, like, this is the just before part, and they gotta get through the preliminaries, so you've gotta show the suspicions. Lloyd Nolan has to build up this thing about what's going on with that guy that's on the plane that my niece is, you know, niece Judy Barton just got on. Yeah. And uh, that's why that's why uh, Tanya was down there. She was trying to get Judy Barton a window seat. I was trying to remember why she was at, why she would go. That was it, yeah. Yeah, she goes, can yes. you get her window seat? And they're like, yeah, I can do that, no problem. No, we can't, I'm sorry. Yeah, well. Put so, her up in first. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's not that good. So uh, yeah, so she does she does that trick gets uh, gets Judy Barton in and then then she's just hanging with him. Mm. So yeah, so Lloyd, I don't know. I think she has a thing for older men. I think she likes Lloyd. No, I'm kidding. Just I think, yeah, I think they've worked there a long time together. These are yeah. the old pros. They always have lunch together. They always have dinner together. They're always second shifters. Although, what is it like? It, well, they're running an hour late, right? So it's like ten o'clock, eleven o'clock at night. What kind mm-hmm. of shifts are these people pulling? Does Lloyd Nolan really? I mean, did he start at five thirty at night? What is is he on the night shift? I mean, what's my uh, God? Think about it, Jim. They never, in their wildest dreams, imagined somebody would be picking their movie apart frame by yeah, frame. Yeah, yeah. This is just this is just another show, and it's like we're in the scene, and we're gonna do this and that. Uh, Arthur yeah. Haley probably wouldn't even consider that this is what would be happening, although he'd probably write a book about it if he did. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's just it's a shame. It's. It's such a, you know, they're just trying to tell a story, and we're we're sitting here going going into the the nitty gritty of it all. Uh, I want those posters. I can't imagine what those posters are like, but they must be good. Yeah, yeah, vintage travel posters are. Uh, that's a big uh, collectible. Yeah. So, I want me so, one. Somewhere, somebody has them out there. But uh, I think this is about all we can. We've really just squeezed every last lemon drop out of this thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but we can. We, I'm sure there's lots more to talk about that we've missed. We, if you know any of the 42 people that are, in, that are in this movie in the background there, like like all the other people that are in the uh, 707 that Helen Hayes was looking down, uh, you can get back with us on uh, lots of different kinds of social media. You can reach us, reach out for us on Twitter at Airport Minute. You can you know you all know the drill. You've been here before. You can go to Facebook and talk to us there on Airport Minute or the Airport Minute Commanders Club. Uh, you can also visit our gigantic site, airportminute.com, and look at every single episode to make sure that you've caught up with everything. We've, we haven't counted all the uh, blankets that are over the uh, individual seats on Flight 2, but if, if you have done that and you want to add that little tidbit, go right ahead. We have <laughs> we have no qualms with, uh, with people coming up with tidbits. But uh, reach out to us there, airportminute.com. We also have T-shirts. We've got uh, copies of the movie. We've got books. Based, you know, written by Arthur Haley. It's all there on the website, airportminute.com, so you can knock yourself it's out. It's all there, there, and there for you, you as, can... as, uh, yeah. as they said in Faulty Towers. <laughs> it's all there for you. There, there, there. <laughs> ah, gosh, yeah. So you can uh, just entertain yourself to death on our, sh- on our, uh, on our little site. But uh, visit, visit there. We will continue more as these uh, – Pre the pregame. This is really the pregame show for what's going to happen next. So uh, check back with us tomorrow, Wednesday, midweek, and we will get you through and get you uh, 
get you off on this flight. I don't know if we'll be getting you off tomorrow, but well, why don't you come back and find out? Check, check with us tomorrow. And uh, maybe we'll have a guest. Who knows? You know, we don't, no promises, but we'll see what happens. But until uh, tomorrow, why don't you come back and we'll see you. We'll see you then. Uh, in the meantime, good day. Bye-bye. Nice going, sweetheart. Remind me to send a thank you note to Mr. Bowling. Thank <laughs> you.